You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Old Southern Barbecue. Their award-winning sauces and rubs will add a Lombardi Trophy level of flavor to your Packers watch parties. The sweet and tangy Dixie Red Sauce packs a one-two punch with brown sugar and molasses, and the spicy Chicago Fire Sauce brings the heat with its fiery chili blend. Complete the championship flavor profile with their secret recipe brisket and rib rubs. And for the ultimate game day experience, let Old Southern Barbecue handle the catering. Their smoked meats, homemade sides, and cornbread muffins mm, will have your crowd celebrating like they're at the Super Bowl. Visit OldSouthernBarbecue.com today for catering menus and to order their mouth-watering sauces and rubs. Lays it up for Freeman. What a catch! That's insane! Edward, did he came in to catch it? Yes! Oh, MVP, one of the great throws ever made. He did what? Welcome back to Packernet. JJ Leahy, Jake Shavink, and Jim, I guess. Howdy, Jim. Uh, I don't know, so, man. I, I think they should not let us customize our on-screen names every week because <laughs> if somebody's tuning in for the like the second or third time, they're gonna get confused. Jim, I think that guy's name was Jim. Um, speaking of confusing and just crazy, did you guys hear about this Matt Canada burner account? Yes. No. Okay, I'm glad one of you hasn't because Fill now I can in. explain it. <laughs> if you both said yeah, then the <laughs> audience would be on. like, dang it. <laughs> so Matt Canada, apparently, and for anybody who doesn't know, he's the woefully inept offensive coordinator for the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, who I love roasting. He's like my new punching bag. I've kind of moved on from the whole Zach Wilson thing, kind of over it. Now that everybody hates Zach Wilson, I'm good. Um, <laughs> but Matt Canada does not get enough hate. Matthew.Canada at Steelers.com was used to make a Twitter account uh, at Danny Football 77. And the profile picture is <laughs> <Danny> just <Football>. a <laughs> the profile picture is a photo of up. a Steelers ball cap. Okay. And he's just going around. He's he's the only person on social media on any platform defending Matt Canada. And he's acting like people are morons for not knowing oh. that Matt Canada is not the problem with the Steelers. So he's going around and he's criticizing Kenny Pickett, George Pickens. He's tearing Mike Tomlin, a new one. <laughs> oh, it reminds me, Jim, uh, a couple years ago, uh, a, a mutual friend of ours named JJ Smith uh made a, a burner account for who was it? i think uh ryan pace i was trying to convince people that this was a real thing but th this actually is because it's at steelers.com is the email address that was used to make this i just thought that was just like the the cherry on top of like trying did, did he get rid of that in uh are, are you able to visit it it's at danny football seven seven is seven, it still seven. up i bet it's still up there's screenshots all over of the tweets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it now. 1,747 <laughs> followers for this random dude. <laughs> you know he didn't have that many followers this morning right. <laughs> before the article got posted on Daily Snark. It comes up uh, as a suggested search now. That's how much people... Oh, you, you must be looking for this. Yeah. He has he has no actual tweets. Uh, 
he just has replies and every one of them is like defending Matt Canada or crapping on Mike Tomlin or pointing out how it's actually Kenny Pickett and George Pickens who are the, the, the problem here. So this is one of my favorite ones. Somebody tweeted, buckle up for this one. Since 2021, the Steelers have had more first quarter drives and in turnovers than they have had and in, in touchdowns. They're the only team in the league with such a stat. And Danny Football 77 replies with laughing emojis and said, oh, is Canada the one turning the ball over too? <laughs> I so see good. Jared says, no way I'm giving up on Pickett. Get the kid an offensive line and a better offensive coordinator. And then Danny Football 77 says, so the O-line is an excuse for Kenny's struggles, but the OC is expected to turn water into wine. Makes sense. Look, I understand. So Matt's apparently his quarterback sucks, according to him. Oh, oh no, there's a really good one. He goes, oh, yes, I watched Pittsburgh's offense dominate in Oakland, Vegas. Wrong. Uh, do enough in Cleveland. San Fran and Houston are juggernauts that the Steelers met at the wrong time. Now Houston is a juggernaut wow. according to this account. I mean, that'd be pretty sick in year one if they were with Stroud and all that, but like nailed it. Okay. <laughs> hey, I think that okay. Houston is extremely underrated, but juggernaut. They're doing now. well. They're doing well. <laughs> yeah, they are. We'll say. CJ Stroud is like sneaky good for a rookie, like zero touchdowns, 300 passing yards per game. Dude's on fire. Wait, what? For a rookie. Do you mean zero, zero interceptions? interceptions? I mean, yeah. What did I say? Did I say touchdowns. zero touchdowns? Yeah. No, zero like, well, he sucks. It's under, slightly <laughs> underrated. No touchdowns yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. All right. Matt All right, Canada so... could elevate me. <laughs> <laughs> uh. so here's what we're going to do. We are going to take just a short, uh, like 25 more minutes, and rip on just some Raiders stuff, some future of the Packers stuff. Everything is in flux. Partly because of that stinker against the Lions and partly because we got a bunch of guys leaving and and coming via injury. Elton Jenkins possibly going to be back as early as this Raiders game. Mm, I'm guessing that when he was watching that Lions game and watching what was going on there, especially at his left guard spot, he might have gone and, you know, pumped some stuff into his veins (laughs) and I don't know (laughs) what the heck do we do about this offensive line? Cause you have to shuffle things because Royce Newman, Josh Myers and John Runyon in that order do not an interior make. And look, Zach Tom and um, uh, Walker, she'd Walker thought they did, you know, okay ish against the lions but it didn't matter because the inside of the pocket was collapsing every single down offense just never had a chance. The Raiders stink, but we have to fix something before we go to Vegas. Uh, if we're going to get any traction offensively, what the heck do we do? Especially Bakhtiari is not coming back. We know that he's on IR. Uh, so he's going to miss at least the next four games. I don't think any of us expect him back, you know, anytime soon at all, even after those four games. What are our options? Well, I don't know that there's a ton of good options aside from just hoping and praying that Elton Jenkins comes back. But I've also been on um, – it's been my opinion that we we to some degree need to disregard the Lions game 
that was such a complete anomaly. I think everybody doubled their pressures for the year in that game. I mean, it was one of the worst games that every single one of those players has had. So either the offensive line, all of them completely forgot how to play, or Royce is such a curse, he just makes everybody terrible. I don't know exactly what what exactly happened, but I'm I think the most likely scenario is it's just one of those things. We've seen it happen before. Usually it happens in the playoffs against a team like the 49ers. But we've seen it before, and it doesn't mean that the team just suddenly got bad. I mean, we came into that game with a top three offensive pass-blocking offensive line, um, and I expect that to be more of what we see moving forward rather than let's blow it up and go find somebody else. I mean, Royce Royce is a lost cause, but even he was – I mean, he had, I think, four pressures coming into the game. He gave up five in that game. So, yeah, I mean, Royce is not the answer. Um, that's an unfortunate pick. But aside from that, I think the answer is Rashid, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon, Zach Tom, and they need to figure something out to make sure that whatever disaster took place in that game doesn't happen again, which is a frustrating part about listening to our coaches who go to the podium and say, yeah, man, I don't know. It's freaking crazy. I don't I don't know. I, just, I don't know. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. I, I We can't figure out anything, but uh, got to do better. Got to do better. Tough game out there. Yeah, rough. We'll rough get him. This whole football. <laughs> we'll take thing. care of him next time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it. Yeah. Gotta give credit to Team X. You know they're they're a great football team. You know, yeah, those Lions boys. Was, oh. You know, this is the their, their second win of the year. Whatever. You know, the whole <laughs> season. But man, that really just dominant football Noted players. Pass rush specialists over there in Detroit. <laughs> uh, Rashid Walker. Does he stay at left tackle or? Do we fart around with Elton Jenkins at left tackle? The interior has been the problem. I think Elton, you know, 2021 left tackle Elton Jenkins. Like that was David Bakhtiari level good. Do we try that again? Like I, I completely take the crap with him at right tackle in like his first three games back. Um, after missing a year with an ACL tear, that right tackle experiment was, was always stupid from the beginning. I don't put any weight on how that went. Do we just keep going with Rashid Walker left tackle because it's been working and just try and fix the interior? Or do we just say, hey, listen, left tackle is the most important. Elton is our best guy. Put it there and then let the chips fall where they may and try and assemble a hodgepodge interior some other way. I mean, I think the problem, it, w- it would be great if, if left tackle was really like honed in as like, oh, this is the, the biggest problem, right? We, you know, this is the thing that's holding back the offense. I just feel like it's not like I get it. Rashid is pretty much on the track of everybody else in this offensive line room, better pass blocker than run blocker. That seems that's just, that's just how they like to grow them in Green Bay, I guess. Uh, you know, so to me right now, this, this interior is just, there's nothing. You're not giving me much. There's no line of scrimmage resetting. Dylan's got nowhere to run. You know, in this game, love had nowhere to step up in, in a lot of occasions. Like I would just hope that Ellen could come back and play guard, uh, just solve one of the three issues right now. And just let, let Rashid kind of just continue to get reps because I think, if if not, I don't think he's necessarily going to be obviously the long term left tackle like franchise guy. But this is your number three. This is your swing tackle, right? 
give him some reps. See what you, at the very least, see what you got. Again, I could say, I can sit here and say, oh, he's not, he's not going to be the guy. We don't know. You know, <laughs> we think we know, but I think he just needs the reps. I wouldn't really man- move anybody else around. I get the Tom to center stuff. Uh, he's still, he's still a little bit, you know, he, he's a lighter player. I mean, he, I know he packed on some more weight, but like, you never know. He might, he might get pushed around a little bit too up, up front. So I, especially if they're going to continue as well, they're not just, this is not just straight zone. This is not just, Oh, we're running zone the entire time. It's like, it's, it's very clear that LaFleur obviously broke out everything against the bears that he's willing to, you know, run gap scheme runs and stuff like that. So where you're going to have to generate some push and, I would just leave tackle alone. I know just not a lot of options at the interior right now. I know, hey, maybe maybe we're tossing John Ryan out there. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I yes, wouldn't, I know. I wouldn't mess with. How bad must John Ryan be if he still can't get playing time <laughs> as of yet? We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. You know, yeah, I mean, I, and I, I tend to agree with what some question. people are saying. I mean, that's, that's my whole thing is, well, he must not be good enough, but many people have pointed out the Packers occasional ineptitude in terms of not putting people out there that need to be out there. Um, I mean, they do a good job of drafting and developing, but sometimes they're a little slow in identifying this guy needs to play over that guy. So I wouldn't mind, especially considering how horrifically bad um, Royce has been to at least try it. I mean, we did that with, with what was it? Rashid came out. He was terrible. The next series they put Yash in. Rashid ended up coming back out, but it's not that hard. You put yeah. him out there. If he's a disaster, you pull him and you put, Royce back in at least see what you got see if he can do anything see if he can run block or something at least he can do one of the two things and Royce can't do either of the two things um I I don't I don't see the purpose of even having him on the roster if he can't step up when somebody is playing as bad as they played last week I mean you can't pull either of those guards and, and put him in that that's pretty terrible if if that's the case yeah, I'm not One totally thing, aligned with the really quick Jay. I'm not totally aligned with the plan. I'm just like, ah, you know, we'll figure it out. Ah, with right. no change, no change. Right. Ah, we got it. We're fine. Like, you know, if this continues, like, there's got to be. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't buy the the obsession with like we have to move Zach Tom to center just I because I, I don't I don't buy that. But the one thing that does make sense to me is we have a lot of options at tackle, just options, period, and like no options on the interior. And one thing I would like would be to put Runyon back over at left guard, if at all possible. Because he's been basically a disaster at right guard. He's a horrific run blocker. He's pretty much only a pass blocker. That's always been true of Runyon. I think he's he's, by my eyeball test, he's played a lot worse at right guard than he ever did at left guard consistently. And if you can maybe just solidify a few guys and have Runyon in between two guys who are playing well, I think that gives you some op- some options. And I don't think that Josh Myers has been as bad as advertised at center. But if you could have Runyon in between two guys who are both playing well, say maybe Elton and Zach Tom, I don't think he's a liability anymore. And, and over the last couple of games, he's been a, a, almost as big of a liability as Royce. If we could get one of those guard spots cleaned up, still have competent-ish play from tackle I think you're cooking with something yeah and my my whole thing with with the Zach Thomas center is tackle is by far the priority and to take away from tackle to improve center is moving completely backwards it's it's part of the reason why I've been pushing Elton to tackle constantly like I want him to tackle I want him at tackle I want and and it's like I get in and you know well he's a better guard than tackle. I understand but tackle so freaking important yeah. Like I, I would, I would rather have a subpar guard and a prominent, a really good tackle than the other way around. We know he's a good. T- if, if you can be a good tackle, you're a tackle. That's it in my mind. There's no discussion. Like if if you right. can play tackle, you're yeah. a tackle. So in my mind, it's Zach Tom and Elton Jenkins a tackle. Now if they don't want to do that, and Rasheed Walker's doing a decent enough job, so I'm, I'm, I guess I'm okay with it as long as he stays at this level. But if he dips, Elton goes to tackle in my mind, and that's not debatable. Yeah. And so that that goes along with the moving Zach Tom to center thing. I understand that there's frustration on the interior, but it's not as important. I'm not giving up. You know, that's where the the guys making thirty million dollars a year to kill quarterbacks are. They're they're over there off the edge. Yeah. So um, no, I I that's the number one priority. And we got a guy in Tom, and I think we have a guy in Elton. And if Rashid can hold it down, great. Otherwise, well, again, that's my priority. But I just want to throw it out there, and like I, I am probably lower on this guy than anybody else in, you know, Packers, whatever. But I think Yash Nyman is head and shoulders better than Royce Newman easily. Yes, and and I think that I would take Yash over what we've got out of the last, I don't know, six to eight games of John Runyon as well. And I don't think you can put Yash on the interior. He's right. That isn't where he can go. At right tackle, I, I think I'm fine with living with Yash at right tackle compared to some of the other stuff that we have going on on the offensive line. No, he's not one of the guys that I would like out there in a perfect world in our starting five. But we're down to like yeah. two and a half offensive linemen right now. We don't have five offensive linemen right now. We have Zach Tom, and we've got like – a half a good game from Josh Myers and, you know, serviceable enough play from Rashid Walker, but we still don't really know 
if that's a, a you know the real deal that's going to last a while or if like right things are going to fall apart so i don't know that that that's where i am i i just i yeah and i i think the point about guard being the least important i think it's i do think it's also important to have a really good center um to you know be able to take control of really everything uh and have everybody running on you know a with their correct protections and all that you know as either a backup to love or as the main guy. Uh, right. But I think when you have bad guards, it's nice having guys on both sides of those bad guards uh, to pick up some of the slack. So does El- so then I think my question would be is, you know, you have two guys in Elton and in Zach Tom who have played center uh, collegiately. Uh, Elton has played center. I think a few snaps uh, in the NFL now. Is it possible to move Elton to center and live with, you know, some suspect guard play once uh, it's just if you if, if tackle works out with Rashid or Nyman and you have three guys out there, does Elton make more sense on the inside because he's the best there of what you have? Does Myers moving over to guard make more sense? Well, I know it's a lot of tweaking, right? It's, play guard. Right. So it's a lot right. of like tweaking that has to happen here. Yeah. And like the, it would just be so much nicer if we were just like, all right, let's just see if Sean Ryan's got it. Right. And if he doesn't have it, okay. You know, then, then it's kind of back to sort of a drawing board. But with, with, yeah, with, if, if you're going to move, if you're thinking about moving Runyon to left guard, then I think, you know, A, who's playing right there, that, that creates, an issue where it's like, all right, well, if you're going to have the center, then maybe it should be Elton in that scenario. I don't know. There, there's, something has to change. It would be interesting to like a week from now, we're looking back and we're like, oh, no, our starting offensive line is Elton, Runyon, Myers, Ryan, Tom. Mm-hmm. And then you feel fine about it. I mean, like yeah. it, this is the interesting awesome. thing is we're, we are so very much teetering on the edge offensive line wise between like complete disaster and Oh no, no worries. We have a great offensive line. I mean, one week ago there or two weeks ago, there were uh, articles being written and uh, people talking on Twitter, like not Packers people, mainstream NFL people talking on Twitter about hey, the Packers have third and fourth string tackles that are better than a lot of team starters. Which is again, uh, why I don't want to overreact. Like we, I, I have yeah. spent with Packernet right. after dark, I've spent almost every single day talking about, and talking to people who are panicking about what are we going to do with this bottom five offensive line? And it's like, we cannot get into panic mode and start acting crazy about one no. week. It's it's no. it, these things happen. It's like, you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers goes out and has like a 43 PFF grade, it's like, Oh, we got to replace the quarterback. Like we would call that person a freaking moron. Like dude, it was a bad day. <laughs> it happens. Like every yeah. David Bakhtiari oh, had bad days. I don't know if Devante ever had bad days, but like Aaron Jones has had horrific days with like three yeah. fumbles. We don't say like he's a terrible running. This stuff happens. Hey, there is I, one I, guy on Twitter who routinely comes and tells me how terrible Aaron Jones is because he's had a couple <laughs> of fumbles in the playoffs. This guy, oh. Oh. anytime a bad play ever happens that involves Aaron, this dude immediately comes into my mentions like clockwork. Those I, I'm not I'm not going to go on my we, we're a little short on time today I'm not going to go on my negative Packer fan <laughs> rant today. Wait here's here's a rant, uh, Joe Barry. <sighs> Here we go. 
I thought you said we were keeping this short. <laughs> There's absolutely no chance now. You've brought you've you've, you've Wait, I think I might have yeah, lied in my title. I don't think can. we're getting to the Raiders today. <laughs> yeah, you've opened the can here. Well, uh, we have to talk about what he said oh though boy. to the media when he was ta- he was get, trying to give his answer about the run defense, and he talked about, "Hey, I went back. I've watched. I've rewatched all of the run blocking snaps." And he said, there's not one specific thing that's not working. And I know it's not like the worst answer in the world, but that was just like the final thing for me of like, dude, you can't come to me and say, yeah, I really don't know why our run blocking is bad. We just need to be right. better. Like, dude, this is year three. It's It was bad before you got here. It got way worse while you've been here. I'm officially... What is this? October 3rd, 2023. I'm officially done with Joe Barry. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And and that's like that's always been the answer. Like he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. And and even for years before this, him and Matt LaFleur, every time they'd they'd always talk about it's the players not executing. We gotta execute. It's all about execution. Yeah. So nothing's gonna get fixed. You're not gonna be able to fix this. If all you're saying is, well, the guys aren't doing it, first of all, I don't buy it. Second of all, it's your job. Why are they not understanding? There's guys all around the league running the same scheme with with mid-round players that are running this and executing it. Why are your guys across the board not able to understand this? I don't understand why they don't. And then for you to throw up your hands and go, I don't know, maybe you should suck less, guys. Like, well, that's not really a solution, and it's not inspiring a lot of confidence in me that this is going to – and then he had the audacity to say, it's going to get fixed. Like, <laughs> shut up. I know. Not sure oh, what the problem you, is oh, quite yet. Matt LaFleur's thing about – the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. I was like, dude, of all people, you should not be the one saying this. It's been five years. No, no. Oh, can't. Well, like, I love Matt LaFleur, but the run defense has always been bad since he's got here. Yeah, I can't have you come preaching at me about the definition of insanity. Fire no. your buddy, and then when you go to replace him, Throw your freaking Rolodex in the trash <laughs> yeah, and right. go hire somebody you don't get beers with. Right. Jeez. Well, and that, that is unfortunate because the goal should always be to find, well, uh, ultimately to find the next Matt LaFleur, like the next young, like mm-hmm. innovator and really like on the cutting edge kind of guy. And if you're going and finding some guy that's been in doing this for 20 years, has never had any success, has never, like, that's that's not the guy. Joe Barry is not that guy. It's not to say he can't maybe come in and, and do these things, but he's not that he's not the young up and coming guy that's going to be the next cutting it. He would have done it 15 years ago if he was that guy. So all, I mean he's just a guy that's been around that system long enough to be able to, you know, if, if you gave him a test, he could get all the right answers. But that's different than than executing on the fly and, and reading offenses and game planning and all that stuff. It's very different. All of us did podcasts in 2021 I'm sure breaking down the roster of that 0-16 Lions defense and saying, "No, see, it probably it probably wasn't Joe Barry's fault." I mean, yeah. like I mean, they're 0-16 for he's a reason. Probably not great, but also he didn't really have any players. Like we gave him every benefit of the doubt. Yep, it's just bad. But I, I here's my last rant thing: the the next the next person on Twitter who freaks out about like not playing like jam press man coverage uh you know on third and whatever can cram it <laughs> stop that's not 
the issue. The issue is not, oh, they're playing off coverage on third down. Yeah, and guess what? Usually works. That's not the issue. Yeah. The issue is everything else. Yeah. Yeah, I think the one thing about the man coverage thing is like, okay, quarters is pretty much based on matching just in different like in different areas of the field. So it's like eventually most of the quarter stuff is going to turn into man. It just happens to be, you know, matching or pattern matching based on where, where routes are going. So it's like to be like, all right, you know what? Cover zero, cover one all the time. It's like, that's just, that's just not what happens right now. It's it's, right. right? Like most, and, and a lot of these successful defenses, people, people think, most of the time, because they hear the too high shell and they hear the quarters and stuff, and they think, "Oh, they're just covering space." They're really not. There are some. There are some instances of that happening, but it's mostly about pattern matching now. So, a lot of this turns into man at some point. It's just again, it's principled out. So, I, yeah, the whole like play man coverage thing again. Nobody who's got who's got you know prime Darrell Revis hanging out, prime Sherman or other you know prime man cover corners like awesome with the Raiders. Like who has those guys that can go, yeah, yeah, we'll just man up. Like it's just, yeah, and- it's very rare. Well, and it's also yeah. frustrating because the few times that we do it, we get beat and you would have, you would have thought like we, people would have seen that and go, okay, I'll stop saying that. But they don't. It's like we, we man up and then we, then Jair gets beat by some nobody. And yep. then as soon as we get beat with zone, it's like, should have been in man. Like, did you not learn from eight seconds ago when he just got beaten man coverage? I don't understand. Man. <laughs> well, it's it's like the whole thing when people try and show all these screenshots of like, look, here's uh, Preston Smith playing corner against Justin Jefferson. And I'm like, dude, against. <laughs> did yeah. he get a touchdown on that play? No. <laughs> then it didn't go how you think it went. Yeah. <laughs> If ju- um, if I'm sure he Smith was covering truly... him on a go route straight down the field, just huffing <laughs> it down there, just covering him. <laughs> yep. Like, is it, did Justin Jefferson just turn into an idiot on that play, or <laughs> did you just look at a screenshot and have a spastic panic attack? Oh no! Actually, he's just play. buzzing to the flat. If you watch the play, like that's where he's supposed to be. That's his assignment. It's like, oh, he's on him. It's like, no, no. <laughs> okay. It's like, by by the way, he's a linebacker. He's not a defensive end. Yeah, I know. In this game, he has to play coverage sometimes. If you don't like the three-four defense, tough. That's what we run. Right, and that's the other thing. They're playing. They're playing three-four with heavy edge rushers. (laughs) Well, that's the thing too. Like the 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 modern NFL, like you don't have the the two hundred and forty pound edge guys anymore. Now they're all two seventy. So now when they're out in space, it looks really bad. You know, like when the Badgers do it or when they did under Jim Leonard, like that looked pretty dope because inside and outside are like the same guys. They're like 225-pound yeah. yeah. linebackers that yeah. are interchangeable. Yeah, Zach Bond a couple of years yeah. ago, right? Dude, yeah. where's he playing right now? Yeah. Linebacker. He's not playing on, He's not playing in the, with his hand in the dirt. Like it's, right. it's, So it's like, yeah, when you have those kind of players, it's easy, but those guys are getting blown off the ball every time. You can't have that. So <laughs> we got Drew – we got Drew in the chat talking about we got a bye week, so we got to bring in a new defensive coordinator. I wouldn't hate it. I do kind of hate your other suggestion, Drew, that we have to call Jim Leonard. No, we're burning <laughs> Matt LaFleur's Rolodex. We are not letting anybody in Wisconsin hire anybody that they know <laughs> that the rest of the NFL is not hiring. I'm sorry to you, Wisconsinites. The rest of the NFL is not interested in Jim Leonard. It's a home or hire if the Packers do it. Sorry. 
there's other guys out there who aren't in the state of Wisconsin. Do you want a Wisconsin guy or do you want a good defense? Like he's not even Ajiro, a defensive Ajiro. coordinator right now. He, uh, yeah, I think he's taking a year off as an analyst because he, he didn't get the head coach job. He anymore. is a consultant at uh, Illinois right now. Because yeah. he, he, he doesn't want to be a defensive coordinator. So, he wants to be a head coach of a Power 5 program, yeah. which I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I know um, I was kind of big on that for a little while just because, you know, obviously the Badgers had a good defense, so I thought it could be kind of interesting and, and whatever. But I, I know I did, and I don't even remember ex- exactly the specifics, but I, I think I did a podcast on it going through the specifics of how his defense worked. And the more I read through it, I was like, this is not going to work. Like, this is a disaster. This is this is never going to work here. I don't know if it was because it was so similar to some other stuff we did or what exactly it was, but I was by the time I got through that, I was like, "There's no way I'm I'm 100 percent off this. It's just not going to work." I also am kind of out on almost anybody who's looks good in the Big Ten West because unless you can take that and go up against other great programs around the country and go dominate Big Ten East teams and go dominate <laughs> SEC and Pac-12 teams and Big 12 teams. Yeah. Just the Big Ten West offense is so bad. All of the oh. Big Ten West defenses rank in, like, the top tier in all the statistics every single year. Yeah. Until they go out in the world and play somebody who's not in their division. Yeah. Here we go. Mike, we by go. the way, thank you for anyway. the uh four ninety-nine super chat there. He says Raiders are thirty-second in overall offensive DVOA and thirty-second in rushing offensive DVOA. Yeah. I tweeted earlier, I said I can't wait for the Packers to hold the Raiders to like 115 yards rushing. And then <laughs> Joe Barry goes to the podium. He's like he's got his swagger and he's talking yeah. about, man, I'm so proud of the effort by these guys, and then you know, we're just going to ignore the fact that the Raiders are averaging 65 yards rushing. Per right. Game. He's going to get 115 and be like, you know, thinking he's tough stuff. Told you I'd hey, look, it. Jacobs didn't get 200. Told <laughs> oh, yeah. you he wasn't getting to 200. Bunch of doubters. <laughs> Josh Jacobs oh, is one man. of the best running backs in the league because he was last year. Don't worry right. about what he's done so far in 2023. Don't worry about it. He was elite last year. So... Mission accomplished. Yep. No, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and I good, good of Mike trying to get us on topic with the Raiders there. Yeah, I it appreciate was really that. Good. That was a good job. Uh, Raiders, consider yourself covered. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all. I will well, say defensively, the, and, and he brought up DVOA. I just went to the I went to look at EPA per play and success rate, and the Raiders, uh, their rush defense is twenty first in uh, EPA per play and 21st in success rate. So, I mean, this is bottom half of the league stuff here. Their defensive tackles are, it's a struggle bus. Uh, If you watch Jerry Tillery get ejected last week uh, for hitting Herbert out of bounds, uh, he was always a pass rushing defensive tackle. If he's going to play in this one, like this is a guy you run at, like there should be guys getting blown off the ball. Tyree Wilson has like eight, a microscopic pressure rate right now as a rookie like it's it's all setting up where you should be able to run the ball and they haven't really successfully so far this is the one to get back on track the the packers are going to win this one i'm just i'm saying it right now it's number one it's a it's a get right game for the packers number two the packers have been dominating the raiders for forever 
they've they've beaten them by like 30 points or something over the last like 10 games that they played. It's it's like a crazy domination. Somebody else pulled the actual numbers and it was impressive. Probably wasn't as cool as the made up numbers I just said. But <laughs> um and, and and the Packers like across the board, if you look at every metric, you look at PFF grades, DVOA, everything, they're a middle of the pack team right now. They're you know, the, the Raiders are horrific. The yeah, Packers are decent. True. The Packers, un- until they get better, they're going to really struggle against top-tier teams. Yeah. I think they clearly have the talent to get better and become a top-tier team. They're just not playing like it right now. You can no. blame injuries. You can blame, you know, being young. You can blame coaching stuff. But they'll get on track at some point probably, and they certainly have the talent to do so. But they are going to win against the Raiders, and then you got a nice bye week to relax. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun next week. Probably some more opportunities to laugh at NFC North teams. Um, I, By the way, I'm kind of thinking that the Cowboys might beat the 49ers. And as much as I hate the Cowboys, mm-hmm. I would not hate to see that. So I to see how that game goes. There won't be a soul picking the Cowboys in that game. Almost guaranteed uh, on the national two, stage. No, on the national. On, this, on the on no, the no, on the national. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nationally, though, like legitimately, they're like, oh well, the Niners can't lose. Uh, they're going. Yeah, you know, there's going to be that whole like, oh, can they go seventeen and zero type of thing? Right. One of these weeks, Either. someone's going to pick them off, and it should be. I mean, it, in theory, it should be a top tier NFC team. Like, either going to do so. All the media is going to be right. Yeah. Or Ryan and, and, and going to make a little bit of money this week. And it's either going to be Dallas pulls off an upset. Or it's going to be like Dallas against Arizona, where the where it's going to be another just implosion game for Dallas, where they just play like crap, and the well, 49ers bring them down to earth, and they get be. beat by twenty. Could be, yeah. That's those funny. are the two outcomes I see in that game. I don't know how we got on that game, but no, that's what no I see. Idea. No <laughs> idea. Uh, but yes, as Drew mentioned, Adams is banged up. Yeah. He did leave the Charger game, came back in it. How do we feel you know, about just... containing Devontae Adams? Who? Uh, uh, you know, ripped through the Steelers' uh, defense a, couple, a week and a half ago or so on Sunday night. Uh, it's it's been a bad couple of weeks for ex Packers. So you got Ryan. What was the thing that Mercedes Lewis did in this this big this past game for the Bears? Oh yeah, well, that was uh... get a hold. It was a hold. Oh yeah, yeah, on, yeah. On like their one really great play that would have won them the game. Yep. So he had that hold. Of course, we know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers and then the rest of the Jets or Packers, former Packers stuck with the Jets. Yeah. Uh, Corey Lindsley got put on yeah, that was... a non-football injury with like a heart condition. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. And now Devontae's banged up. It is not a good time to be a Packer or a former Packer right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. No. Injuries are piling up. Yeah, they somebody, are pretty bad right now. Somebody so. check uh, Dan Campbell's kneecap collection see if he's like got some packers kneecap voodoo dolls he's been poking not sure i mean it's it's possible i wouldn't rule anything out right now with all the injuries so uh yeah i i think there's two guys i think adams will probably be effective uh but it's there's two guys it's adams and it's max crosby like that's it that's it just just Oh yeah, Merrick's pretty good. Pretty, pretty solid good. player. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but like, it, it shouldn't be. It's not a tall order here. No. Like, well, and and even Devonte is not putting up world-beating numbers because the quarterback and the offensive play is so terrible. I mean, he's 
his numbers look like Romeo Dobbs's numbers. I mean, to be honest, I mean, they're, they're comparable. So, yeah. and, and it's not because Dobbs is anywhere near Devonte's caliber. It's just the quarterback play in the offense is so pedestrian that yeah. he just hasn't been as effective. So, I mean, he's not going to be fun. I mean, it's going to suck to watch him play for another team against us, but um, it's just, it's just, just a bad football team. That's all there is to it. Adams is definitely, definitely getting a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he probably sure will. He will. Yeah. There, there's no way that he's not going to get himself a touchdown in this Against game. Against the Packers, yeah. There's your bet, people. Devontae Adams anytime touchdown bet. Yeah. There you go. I wonder what that's at. We should check that. I don't know. Uh, it's usually thing... – the anytime touchdowns are, are usually at least like plus 500, like even for – Yeah. Even for like McCaffrey. Like it's, really? it's usually a... – I t- Did you see what the somebody put up like uh, if you had bet McCaffrey four touchdowns? No, it was like oh, plus sure five hundred and some odd thousand or something. Like it could have paid off. I think it was actually in the millions. It, it, I mean, it was ridiculous. I, I had to read it a couple times. Like if you had put down a ten dollar bet, you would have won like five almost million as, dollars or something. You would have won almost as many dollars as there have been babies born since Chicago's last <laughs> <Yeah>. win. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, well, take a peek at that Rashawn Gary over under sack total this week as well. Uh, obviously, Khalil Mack just had six. Yeah, on Sunday true. against this yeah. Raiders offensive line, uh, and yeah, if, Jermaine uh, Illuminor who's go, playing man. right tackle. Yeah, I might have to look at a, that. Right, if he's a full go, may, maybe you uh, put some down on like two touch, two sacks for Rashawn Gary. Yeah, I was gonna put it at probably one and a half for a sack total. I can't imagine he's leaving with zero in this game. So oh, yeah, I, I can't imagine. Just just go all in. Just do four sacks. See if you can get like make like fifty grand. Might as might as well. <laughs> might as well. See if you can parlay that with a Carl Brooks sack too. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just do whatever you can. Like this could be. It did, and this is the part of the thing where we I kind of talked about this week one too with the Bears. It's kind of like okay, like trenches. Max Crosby notwithstanding, like this is a giant advantage. Go show them it's a giant advantage, yeah. especially defensively. Like your defensive line, you know, it was pressure city against Chicago. It better look the same. It better look the same. That means, you know, Wyatt, who has kind of sort of disappeared. There were a few, you know, flashes in that Detroit game, a couple early, uh, where they got him on a little bit of a stunner. They got him a decent matchup against a tackle. Uh, But like, this should be a, you know, a Clark game, a Brooks game. Maybe, maybe Van Ness gets, you know, gets in the mix as well. Like this should be a game where you dominate the Raiders offensive line and leave well, them and out. Did you and know what uh, yeah. Wyatt is second on the team in pressures? So yeah, I believe he's, he's like number Wyatt. he's number two in the that. NFL uh, along among defensive tackles oh, I, right I now. I believe that. So yeah, he's, 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 he's no doubt here. The problem has been the tackling. The tackling from Devontae yeah. has sucked so yeah. far. Yeah. He's got thirty five percent Miss tackle rate, not as bad as Rashawn Gary's fifty percent tackle rate. Miss tackle rate, but yeah, this is true. Bigger sample and, size. But as far as the pressures, the other thing, Joe Barry, I'm sure is licking his chops because the fact that they don't run the ball well doesn't mean like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're going to make sure we take away the run. He's going to say, good, I don't have to worry about it. We're just going to rush the passer every single down. So yeah, the the run stopping is probably going to suck, but there's going to be a bunch of sacks and a yeah. bunch of pressures in this game. What happens when a stoppable force meets a movable object? We're about to find <laughs> out, folks. It's the wet toilet That's paper That's exactly tear. what it is. When the Raiders decide they're running the ball, can't wait. Put the, <laughs> get that popcorn ready. 
It's just going to be like a, a rubber ball hitting like a stretched out rubber band. Like they're, they're both just going to bounce the wrong way. It's just <laughs> ultimate pillow fight situation here. We got going on up front here when the Raiders so, run. <laughs> Who wins? Mike, everybody said looked, everybody sacks, looked away right? and nobody oh, no. saw. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mike, I set the over under at one and a half. All right. We'll, we'll play conservative here. Uh, Mike is, uh, is stressed out by these Rashawn Gary uh, betting yeah. prop bets for Rashawn Gary. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, Sorry, I'm literally over here trying to find a Rashawn Gary prop bet I can put down. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. Oh man! All right, oh, any parting was, thoughts from either of you guys here? Jeez, we gotta get out of here. You know, that's Goose. I don't hate that. That seems. <laughs> Seems about right. Josh Jacobs is going to go for 176 yards, but the Packers are going to get like eight sacks. Every third and eight, third and seven is going to be a sack. Uh, The Packers are going to sack Jimmy on uh, Josh Jacobs' rushing plays. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to sack him as he's handing the ball off. (laughs) Hey, that is one way. That is one way. That's 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 how we're going to plan to stop the run. Get the quarterback before he gives it to the running back. You know, with Devontae Wyatt's get-off, that's not impossible. <laughs> it's not impossible. All righty. That's going to do it for us today. We'll be right back here next week. Follow us on Twitter at JJ Leahy, at Pack underscore Daddy, and at Jake NFL Draft to stay up to date on all things Packers or ask us questions. Make sure you're subscribed to Packernet on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Until next time, go Pack Go!